So as I was saying yesterday, I don't know where it's at. I know I brought it up before. Uh-huh. But I feel like things are escalating and honestly Yeah, you did it touch on weird. it, but I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I think yesterday is when I said that I feel like I'm at the beginning of a future movie where I'm living, you know, the future special like series that's going to air on oh, FX like, like the like, true story of what happened at or could it be one of the those cult like house. the cult things like that show like The Path or that weird one with Kevin Bacon in it? What where I'm going to join them? Yeah, or like maybe you could be the joiner, or you're going to have to battle against them. Well, it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Something's, something's coming to a head, so we need to discuss this. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dylan, thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. Um, again, thank you for everybody tuning in. And we are here in Portland. And if you are in the Portland area... In about 10 days on February 24th. Not about, Greg. Actually 10 days. Actually 10 days. We would love to see you out at our event. So we have an event going on at the Landmark Saloon. And it's a two-parter. The first part of the day is going to be ticketed. It's 10 bucks. That's it. And what's going to be happening is Sarah and I are going to be recording a live movie commentary. We're all going to watch a movie together. We're going to have some special guests that will also be commenting. It will be recorded for a podcast. And it, we're going to have the bar at Landmark Saloon all to ourselves while we do this with our fine sponsors, Not Your Mom's Iced Tea. It is going to be a ton of fun. And I do want to say this, just, you know, breaking the fourth wall. It does help us a lot when people come out to the events because for a, for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first being, it's just a ton of fun. And if you've been to them and before. And we like to share the experiences with you. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's a great way to break up your week and go out and have some fun for an afternoon and just hang out with cool people. And it's, it's See really. See old friends, make new ones. It's really, yeah, it's it's really a lot of fun, and we really would love to see everybody out there, so you can get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com slash experience, and that's where you can uh, you can pick those up. And then the second part of the day will be free bingo, and that's, that's when the bar opens up to the public, but you want to come to the exclusive side. And this is the part that Greg was talking about, is because, you know, in order to do these fun things, and as we're saying, we're breaking down the fourth wall, in order to do these fun events... And to we, ha- keep our show going. And to keep our show going, it's important for us to have people actually... Come and hang out at the events and, and show our sponsors that, yes, you know, it's a worthwhile investment. So, I mean, even if you're like, hey, I have something to do later in the day. This is super early on Saturday. You can come in, come hang out, have like a two-parter. Like even if you're, like, let's say, for example, going to a movie or something later, maybe some sort of sporting event. But that isn't until later in the evening. You can mm-hmm. come earlier in the day. Start off your day with some laughter and be like, oh, man, I am so glad I spent my time supporting a small local business by laughing along with Sarah and Greg. Yes, yes. that is fantastic. Funemploymentradio.com slash experience. Go there now, take a look, and uh, and join us. All right, so what I started talking about yesterday, because we had Rick Emerson in yesterday, and who joined oh, us. Oh, that was fun. I don't even, like, the thing that's fun about having Rick in is I don't even quite remember, like, even after the show, I'm like, what all did we talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Exactly. I think books, somebody brought up the point on We started Facebook. with books and then ended with... Uh, yeah, that we talked about audiobooks a lot. Because, Stretched and ruined. <laughs> but that's also when we were on commercial radio, we were told not to talk about books, and yet most of the show ended up being about <laughs> about books in some way, shape, or form, which that's hilarious to me. Wonderful observation. Um, but what we were getting to, and, and I brought it up at the beginning of the show yesterday, was something that's going on in the neighborhood. And I've talked about it a lot as far as I've got you know the former 
kind of Russian neighbors, used to be the meth head neighbors. There's always, no matter where I are go. Are they still there? Yes. Not the meth heads, the Russians. Yes. Yes. Really? Yes, they are. Because whenever I've gone by your house or been to your house, I have not seen any Russian movement whatsoever. Yep, they are still there, and they are still still in part of that. They've been kind of in a hibernation state, so I'm not really sure what's going on, which makes me think that they're going to wake up at some point and, and it's going to be bad. Well, right well, do now, they hibernate a, usually like during the winter? Yeah, the winter months are definitely slow. They're definitely slow. I think that's a lot of hanging out indoors. They have to wear too many clothes during the winter. They can't hang out outside in their tank tops and their chains. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm not really sure. Like late spring, early summer. Yeah, so I'm expecting before too long, you know, they'll wake back up from their slumber and we'll see them more. But they've been they've been pretty dormant, pretty quiet. And there, so there's them. And then I have, you know, my my good neighbor who uh, is he's, he's a good neighbor. Uh, so I feel like the bad neighbor compared to him. And then I have the other one, the X Factor that has changed hands over the years. And the X Factor is just down the street from me. And they are the ones that a long, long time ago, they were the ones, this house, there was some, somebody let their kid live there for the summer. I think the original family that lived there let the kid live there for the summer. The meth family. No, this is not the meth family. This oh. is the other, the other house da- down the other side of the, the other side of the street. Uh, and okay, okay. This was years ago, but they let their kids stay there for the summer, and they would just have parties all the time. And kid, I mean, in clearly like high school kids, and they were the ones that came up and tried to threaten Tuggy and I one time, where they stood toe to toe. Oh, was with... that when Sarah was just like when she launched no. hell on them? Was that a different one? Nope, that's okay. a completely different thing. Yeah, okay. that's that's a different thing. This was at night. And it was Tuggy and I coming home, and he was dropping me off, and he had his lights on on his car. And all these, they were having a party. I'm like, okay, whatever. And these were the ones that came over, and all, like a group of probably six of them, all these, like, 17, 18-year-old, I don't know how old they are. All these dudes trying to be badass with their chests all pumped up. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your lights on us? Oh, God. And we're like, um, none of your, no, hey, none of your business. Like, we're here parked in front of my house. And I'm like, yeah, this is my house. I'm getting dropped off. Who are you guys? You're like, yeah, we're over there. What are you doing shining lights on our party? I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, we're not shining lights on your party, idiot. And then they proceeded to try to get all tough guy and like got up in every our faces, you know, doing the stare down tough guy stance, which I think everybody knows what that is. Yeah, like all puffed up and like, and you sit there and try to stare straight ahead like you're some UFC boxer fighter guy. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you're you're a fucking idiot next door. Like you're you're a drunk child. You're you're a drunk child, exactly. You're not scaring me. But I did. That was the time though. I did call. Nine one one on them after they left because I was like, "Well, fuck these guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess their night up, and this is how I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna be an idiot and hit somebody. I'm gonna call the police because uh, you just came over and intimidated a neighbor. And that's when I called the police. And then the nine one one operator ended up being a listener of Fun Employment Radio. Oh my I was god! Explaining oh, I, it. I forgot was like, about that. Hey, yeah, I yeah. So here's my house. You know, here's the deal going on. And it was this guy that goes, and I, I think he still listens to the show. So I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, "Is this Greg Nibbler?" I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm a big fan, man. Is this the meth heads? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, not the meth head neighbors. No. It's not the meth head neighbors. So anyway, it's that house. It's, so it's this other house, this X Factor house. And now, you know, that family's long gone. And then now there's the other group that's moved in. And this was the guy who will not answer the door to, to just catch up on that when there was construction going on in the neighborhood. My house was shaking. I decided to go over to the neighbor's house to see if his house was shaking because I'm like, this isn't good for our houses. And I knocked on the door and the guy wouldn't come to the door. He would only answer from some side window. Of course. And he, he like, pulled back the curtain. He's like, what's going on? 
I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm just your neighbor right over here. You know, I own this house. I was just curious, you know, is, the, is your house shaking from all this construction? I, I feel like it's not good for all of us. I want to see how everybody else is doing. He's like, no, it's not happening in my house. And like would not get up and come to the door, even after I said, I'm the neighbor. I'm not trying to sell you something. And then I was like, well, uh, okay, you've got a package also on your front porch, just so you know, so it doesn't get stolen. Okay, thank you. And then like pull the curtain back. Oh, boy. These are the neighbors I'm talking about. So even though you're distrustful of them, they're even more so distrustful He's just of you. definitely yeah. distrustful of me. Okay. Definitely distrustful of me. And one side note, and this is, I'm, getting, I'm catching everybody up here to where we're at right now. If you remember me talking about the red trailer that was parked in front of my house, <gasps> it was last summer. The one that you did not open. Maybe it fell open. I don't know. I mean, maybe it somebody could have. Looked. I mean, that's maybe, the way doors work. They just open on their own. Maybe it was parked in front of my house for like six weeks, and it looked abandoned, and I didn't know what was going on with it, and it was really annoying because it was right in front of my house. And maybe I took a look, and it was just full of junk. And then maybe I got towed away, or somebody finally came and got it because there was a parking ticket on it. Do you know if somebody got it or if it was yes, towed? Yes, somebody got it, and you know where it went? Right down the block to those neighbors. I don't even know if I ever told you that. No. Went Not the methies, the ones on the other side. The ones on the other side, the X Factor house. So they went down to the X Factor house because that's who it belonged to. They had parked it, even though they could have easily parked it in front of their house, they parked it in front of my house for all those months. So that's the kind of people we're talking about. That's There's your base level of who we're talking about. Okay. And they're still the ones that live there. And... There's there's him. There's what I believe to be his wife that lives there. Okay. And it some sort of partner of sorts. A partner of some kind. Mm -hmm. Maybe a sister. Maybe a wife. Maybe a sister wife. You know, I. It's a good point. There's one constant woman that because I've noticed that a lot of these, like particularly even like the meth people, it's a lot of families, like not marital Mm -hmm. families, but like blood relation families. Because it does seem like a lot of brother sisters, brothers. (laughs) I don't know. We may have a sister wife situation going on. It's possible because there's one main woman who's there a lot, and she's always out gardening and really awkwardly. It, it, ugh, never mind. Anyway, she's she's Ew, always out. Wait, what gardening. do you mean awkwardly? She. No, now I sound like a jerk if I'm saying. Uh, it you like, have to say it because you can't just half say something. She does the like That's the breaking full the bend constantly, like the full bend. Wait, like those old like stand up things that you can put in your yes. yard where there are the bloomers. Yes, and like someone's bending over. Like, is she standing or is she kneeling and bending? No, over? she's standing and she does the full like half bend over, like constantly. Like, and is that's she wearing, how like, she guards short shorts. Or uh, at times, yeah, it's just it's a very weird stance. And now I I feel you know maybe I'm being judgy she's on that showing, part. She's just showing off what she's got. It just it looks awkward, but she that's what she's always doing out there in her front yard. It's like I well I'll just leave it at that. Presenting or something. I presenting don't know. herself. Yes. There you go. So, so uh, Vicky's saying maybe she has bad knees. And you're right. Maybe. Maybe I'm being judgmental. Um, but it is odd. It is odd. Because she's always out there doing that. Anyway, so that's the, that's the main girl. We'll, we'll call that wife number one. And they have built now, from the duplex, they built this two-story, huge, very bizarre extension onto... The house. It doesn't, you know, there's a lot of construction going on in the city of Portland, so I see a lot of it all the time. This, it doesn't look good. It looks very strange. It looks like you're you're slapping a barn onto it. It looks like they're taking some sort of new construction and sticking it on, like, you know, like a 70-year-old house, but, like, there's no flow to it whatsoever. Yeah. Because I've seen this in my neighborhood, too, where 
people will have like one part of a house and then they'll kind of build onto it and it doesn't match like at all. Like it the, does not stylistically, color wise, the windows, the roof, it, it just looks very odd. It seems weird, but they had to have added on. I mean, I mean, this thing is huge. I'm gonna guess it's another at least thousand square feet, maybe more, maybe more like fifteen hundred. That's two stories. Gosh, it's probably another fifteen hundred to two thousand square that feet. That sounds like to some be honest. Sort of... Now that now that I'm guessing about it, it's it's big. All right. Uh, so it's a very very and big it's, structure. It's directly attached to the other one. Directly attached, like they drilled a door in. It does. So does it look like to... some sort of compound thing? Well, and that's what I'm getting at. I I'm not sure what's going on over there because there's also suddenly there's a lot of kids that come in and out, and I'm not implying that there's something nefarious going on with the children. I'm just saying there's a lot of groups of kids that come in and out of that place, like groups of them, and they don't like all kids, seem like the same like, ones. I know that we both have a hard time assessing like how old children are. True. Like, is it like 17-year-olds or like 25-year-olds? I would say from like eight, little ones, like six or seven or something. Little to, ones? Like, like I mean, height-wise, like little. Greg is showing me with his hands how, how, how smaller little Smaller ones are. into like medium-sized and taller ones. Oh, that's super helpful. I, I don't know how six or something, six years old maybe, and then, uh, I don't know, like older, like uh, teenagers. There's just groups of them. Okay, I thought you were going to say like adults. You think it's a child cult? I, well, I'm not, I'm not like done. I'm not done explaining what's okay, going on. Okay, So there's all of them that come in and out. These big groups of kids. There's no way they can have this many kids. I mean, maybe, maybe, but... Him and his sister wife would have to have had a lot. I mean, people can have a lot of kids in a small amount of time. Remember True. when I went to my 10-year anniversary, my 10-year high school anniversary? Yeah. And they had an award for who had the most children, and somebody had had five children. Yeah, how's that an award? It was, it's Bremerton, man. That's what you get awards for. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, you know, no offense to having kids, but I, I, I think we all know how it works. I don't know if you should get an award for that. Yeah. Anyway. So they have all these kids that are coming in and out of there. And, and there's some theories coming on in our live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. And I'll, I'll definitely take a look at those here and, uh, and bring up some theories. Now, if, now, they come in and out, and it's seemingly all hours of the day you have these groups coming in and out of there. There's also these other people, like other adults that come in and out of there. Okay. And again, I'm not implying that these are, you know, something terrible is happening to the children, but I'm, it's strange. I mean, nothing good is probably happening to them in there. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if there's some mind things that are going on here because there's so many people that come in and out of this place. There's no way it's just an ordinary house. Okay. Now it's not like my method neighbors where I knew what was going on. You know what's going on there. You know the kind of the people going in the and out there. Yeah, meth and toots. This is something, it's a completely different animal. And I don't know what to make of it. Why would people be coming in and out all day long out of this house? And this now new extension where they're going to keep who knows what? I mean, how much room does one family need? What are they doing with this extension? Because you know what it looks like to Maybe me? Maybe it's some sort of church or something. It looks like a compound cult kind of thing. It looks like their whole extension looks like that's where you'd store cult people. You bu- you store them all in that little barn thing he's built, or the big barn thing he's built, and that's where you keep them. Oh, boy. And you start building up your families and your sister wives 
start moving in because what do you need room for if you're building the cult? You need room for the sister wives. Oh boy. Do they have to have their own like like rooms and things? I don't know yet. I don't know. I haven't been able to get in there. Uh, there's a couple of questions here coming through the the live chat. Uh, let's see. Carrie says it may be an in-house daycare. I mean, I suppose some of these kids don't look like they need daycare. They're I mean, they're full-on teenagers. They look they're tall. I don't know. How old do you have to be? How old Greg, do you have to be before you so stay home alone? does that mean that you're a child since you're not tall? Is that how you're gauging ages what's the, now? What's the age where you can stay home by yourself? I think like 13. Oh, yeah. These kids look older than that. I don't know. I mean, I was babysitting at like 12 or 13. Um. Yeah. So I would suppose they could stay home alone. I, they, they don't seem like daycare kids. And plus, school's in session like when these kids are coming in and out. Hmm. So maybe they go to like special schools. Maybe it's a homeschool. Maybe thing. it's a homeschool. Oh, that's probably it. Do I have a homeschool cult setup going next door? I don't, it doesn't have to be a cult. You don't put cult on the end of everything. Okay, but do you homeschool with groups of kids, or do you homeschool just with a single? I kid? I think you can. I don't know how homeschool stuff. Is it works. like one of those old like Anna Green Gables, like you know, where you go into like a barn and everyone like ages K through eight, like all learn together. Do you think that's what it is? They've built a schoolhouse. They built a training center for their cult. Does it have one of those like wind things on the top? Oh shit. I didn't even think about this. Cuz I always think like old school has does it have a bell on the top of it? Does it have a bell? No, I have not seen a does bell. Does it have one of those like wind things with like the rooster on it, you know, that like spins with the direction of well, the wind? Well, that's that's a barn. That's not a schoolhouse. But I mean, that's like an old-timey schoolhouse. Yeah, no, they didn't have that. Maybe this is like, you know, Portland bringing it like way way back because how everyone, you know, has their they're chickens like the ultimate and their hipsters. goats and now like they're like they're building, building their, own, their own school barns. It's like a little house in the prairie kind of school mm-hmm. barn. If you start walk, watching them walk around with like bonnets and stuff Holy on. Holy shit, that may be what's going on. Have they built their own school? All right, a couple other questions here in the in the live chat that I want to see. See, Courtney says, my aunt has an in-house daycare, and they added 600 square feet to their house. Yeah, but th- these kids don't look like daycare kids. It's like some, not all of them. I thought daycare kids are like, you know, two- or three-year-olds or something. I think if you're under 12, you have to have an adult watching you. You go to daycare, that's what you call it? I mean, I think it's like, I don't know. I like went to after, daycare when like I was after school, after school activities or after school watching. Yeah. There was a daycare I went to for a little bit when I was little. I don't remember a whole lot of it other than they had like a farm and there were like chickens and pigs and stuff. And well, that's a delightful memory. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, country daycare. Everybody, so was it they just everybody kind of, had chickens and did pigs. Did they stick you in like one of the pens with the animals and they're like, all right, you stay in there. I seem to recall being pretty free to run around. Yeah, you're fenced you know, in. They, they had fences. Maybe country I was children. fenced in too. I bet you were. But yeah, there's you know, there's animals everywhere. Just a country child. Don't go down near the crick. Yeah, you know, you gotta be careful with mm-hmm. the crick. Don't turn your back on it, that's for sure. All right. Well, you're gonna have to investigate this some more. Yeah. See, a couple couple more questions. Vicky's asking, are they Mormons? I mean, I don't I don't know. That doesn't quite seem what it would be. Courtney says, yes, you can You can homeschool with a group of kids. It's being asked, is this a village of the damned situation? They don't all, They weren't all blondes. They weren't all blonde kids. No, Children of the Corn were all blonde. Or was that Village of the Damned? Village of the Damned. Children of the Corn. So it's more of a Children of the Corn than a Village of the Damned. If I had to pick, yeah. Because Children of the Corn had all different kinds of uh, like hair colors. Village of such. the Damned is the one where all of a sudden everybody in the town all got pregnant at the same time and they all had little blonde haired children 
Okay. It's a good movie. It's fucked up. And then Children of the Corn is with Malachi, right? Yes, I think so. I read Children of the Corn. I don't really remember the movie. I mean, I've seen the movie, but I don't remember that much. Um, let's see, are there kids schlepping around bags and backpacks? Aren't all kids schlepping around bags and backpacks? John says, maybe you can pick up some used textbooks from Goodwill, put on a backwards baseball cap, and knock on the door, Greg. You can infiltrate the group. Hi, hey I'm guys, here for class. Look at how tall I am. I'm very small. That oh, must mean boy. I'm young. I sure am excited to learn today. What are we going to learn about? Do where they have are the... any sort of cornfield in their backyard? Where are the sister wives? I mean, where are the teachers? Um, no, okay, so it's being asked if this is actually a dream. It is not, uh, everybody. No. I've seen this house. I know exactly where he's talking about. I haven't, I've seen some children. I haven't seen them coming in and out, it's, but I've definitely seen the weird house, and I've seen teenagers. My dreams are far more weird than this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's far weirder. So, yeah, it's not a dream. Maybe I do need to go undercover. But the thing is, though, I don't know if I can't pass undercover. as a child. There's so many things that can go wrong with a 40-year-old man pretending to be a child. Hi, how's it going? I'm Hi, here for class. Everybody. I'm just a kid. What about those Pokemon? Yeah, I sure like Pokemon. Want to play with my Game Boy? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, Transformers cool, huh? <laughs> those Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or something else. Cartoons and GoBots. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if I'd know how to pass for a child nowadays. Batman's neat. Uh, it's being Keelan saying, "Hey, uh, Mary, why does little Gregory have a five o'clock shadow?" That's true. I do. I'd have to make up that up because oh, I yeah. I get a five o'clock. Shadow you just have to rub quick. dirt on yourself and be like the dirty kid. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it can be disguised. Yeah, I can be the weird dirty kid. I'll have like make myself peanut butter and jellies. <laughs> Vicky's saying now it's getting creepy. I'm going undercover for the benefit of everyone. I mean, this is for for the neighborhood. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be I'm going to be helping everyone out. Mike in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. By the way, six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. Great way to support the show. Um, and if you are able to listen live, you can join in the chat. And Mike says, I think you can be arrested just for using that voice. It's my child voice. Don't do that. Hi, sister, wife, Mary. How are you today? I'm excited to learn. Today, are we doing arithmetic? <laughs> Reading, writing, arithmetic. That's what I'm all about. I'm excited to learn from my studies. Yeah. Tell me what the Lord said we should think about today. Oh, Greg. I was, <laughs> I was in the store the other day, and there was a picture book with a half-naked lady on it. So I turned it backwards so no one else had to look at it. That's coming way too naturally to you. This is my undercover, little Gregory. Oh, this is creepy. Yeah, I'm it's myself super out. creepy. You're creeping everybody. I'm really weirding myself out. Yeah, should we should we cut should we cut it? <laughs> you want to pull the ripcord on that one? Let's just leave little Gregory in the past. <laughs> if I'm good, I might get a Teddy Rucks pin for Christmas. Oh, I always wanted a Teddy Rucks pin. Yeah. Oh, Neelene. I know I've talked about her before. She had a Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. And she didn't even like it. Like, I would go and stay the night at her house, and it would just be laying in the stairwell. Mm-hmm. Like, she neglected it. And yeah, I would want to play want with it. it, and she's like, oh, I guess you can. And she would never, like, really let me play with it, because mm-hmm. she was like, oh, it's mine. That was like Matt with his Millennium Falcon. Matt would bring, he had the full-on Star Wars toy Millennium Falcon, which was bad ass And he would bring it to school and sit there and play with it in front of everybody. And if you were like, Matt, can I play with it a minute? No. You just had to watch him play it, play with it, by himself. Wow, he's a little shitburger. He was a total little shitburger. Matt. 
Oh, bastard. Just show it off. Look at my Millennium Falcon. It's got everything. It's got a moving gun turret. Want to get rotate? You can spin the cockpit. Can I oh. play with it, Matt? No. Just got a ticket update again. We have our event coming up on February 24th. Want to give a big shout out to John, who just bought his tickets to come and hang out with us. Excellent. For our movie commentary for an awesome movie. You know what movie it is. I'm not going to tell you. Funemploymentradio.com slash experience. I would say if anybody was skilled enough to do a commentary in this movie, it would be me. It is you. It is me. There is no one else. You would know everything about this. And I've never been able to do This is a dream coming true. Come see my dream come true. Plus, I've thought of other things. Uh, I'm going to bring some trinkets for it. Excellent. Like, okay, I see what you're doing. Yep, I'm yep. doing that. I'm doing Absolutely. that. I already bought them. We can pose for pictures. Yes. Oh yes. Yep. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. I would like to welcome you to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Here in Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Sometimes people get their knickers in a twist about things. Yep. And one of these is something that I actually have seen around town. And I wanted to know if this is something that you've noticed. So here, of course, we have our TriMet system. There are buses everywhere that, that take people to and fro. And along on the sides of these buses, people pay to have advertisements on the sides of them. Now, one of the ads that has been on this bus, uh, on buses here in town, there's one actually on the 15 that, I, uh, that rode by me just the other day, are these ones... For um, OK Cupid. Okay. OK Cupid is on the back of the bus? On the sides of the bus. On the so side? So OK Cupid has been doing this ad campaign that now people are in a rage about because it's pissing people off here in Portland. So this is what's happening. OK Cupid has these ads on the sides. And I have to say, it actually kind of, I when I saw it, I'm like, whoa, is that really happening? So uh, OK Cupid has this campaign going on where they have these bright pink sides on the sides of TriMet buses for OkCupid, which is a dating app, with the giant words on the side that just say DTF. <laughs> which usually means, if you don't know what DTF what? means, it means down. Dangerous to follow? Yes, dangerous to follow. That's what it means. Or down to F. Um, so this has down been. Down to Fandango? Down to Fancy. I don't know. So these have been all over Portland, and now conservative activist groups in Portland are pissed, and they're trying to stop all of them from being advertised. Oh, God. Yeah, so this uh, this company's name who's trying to stop them. I mean, but I do have to say, it's a little- I want to see- Do we have a picture of it at it's all? It's a little or? randy. So I saw, like, okay, Cupid. I, I remember <laughs> it was- It's this giant pink thing, and giant blue letters on it say, DTF. And then there are two people in an embrace, like one of them's kind of like straddling the other person. Uh-huh. And then underneath the butt cheeks of the person straddling the person, there are like five other hands holding the butt. <laughs> it is just five hands holding or like the butt? Three or five. Like there are multiple hands. It isn't just the hands of the person. A lot of, of butt person. hands. Lots of butt hands. And then it says DTF. And I remember I was driving here. It was like early in the morning. We had a meeting and I was like, it was before I had my coffee. I was like, what is that? And I'm like, oh. And I tried to get a picture of it, but it had driven off. <laughs> So, uh, so Citizen Go, the... which uh, is an online host for Christian issues, has oh, targeted uh, the transit agency Busybodies. over a series of advertisements for OkCupid. Now it's asking TriMet to change its advertising policy and remove OkCupid's distasteful and sexually explicit ads uh, on an online petition that has nearly 2,000 signatures within its launch. Uh, so it also has uh, launched a steady stream of tweets at TriMet 
saying that they do not condone this type of ad. Did you see? Did you find one of them? No, I'm trying to find it. All right. So some. Um, if anybody listening live can find one of them. Yeah. Okay. So one. So one of the ads. This is the one I saw. Includes a way a woman cradling another woman. So like basically she's holding her up and straddling her, including um, bizarrely with extra pairs of hands. So the campaign. Oh yeah, is, you're right. There's how there's a lot of hands. Yeah. So it says uh, the campaign was created by Wyden and Kennedy. Uh, TriMet, for its part, is largely. Um, Wyden Kennedy is based here out of Portland. Yep, as it's well. based here. So this is uh, this is Wyden Kennedy, New York. Okay. So. Um, so the agency, let's see. So this is not the first uh, time an ad campaign has generated controversy. Well, then what week reported in January that a billboard advertising uh, company had rejected one version of the ad. So which what are included, they upset? They're upset about the DTF part? They're, they're upset about the DTF. I think they're upset about the woman on woman. I mean, but it's a giant. I mean, did you find the ad? Yeah, I did. It's a big DTF. <laughs> it is a huge. Yeah. And then all, and it says all head over heels. Ah. Uh. Which is a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. But I saw that I'm like all head over here. I'm like, oh, okay. The only thing that disturbs me is the too many hands. Where's the other hand coming from? I don't know. There are lots of hands. That's the part that... No, two I'm, other hands. Yeah, that's where I'm confused. That's no, not just one other hand. There's multiple other hands. Is that a four-armed woman that's holding her? I don't know. There's too many hands. There's. I know. It's very Otherwise, concerning. I see nothing... You see nothing wrong I, with this except really for care. the extra hands. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see those around town, uh, take a picture of them because they're hilarious. And they are pissing people off. So they're protesting it? Like, what so they're are they protesting doing? it. They uh, have launched a campaign to get enough signatures to try and get it taken down. Like, honestly, this is what you're spending your time on? Like, the ad campaign will run its course and it'll be gone if they really didn't want it. Like, if anything, they're helping out OK Cupid tremendously with this extra attention. Oh, yeah. Like, you wanted to go away. Just adore it. Wyden and Kennedy, I studied them. So I studied advertising uh, in college for my communications degree. And Wyden and Kennedy has just (laughs) always been, they're just so good at what they do. Yeah. I mean, my God, because they're getting, not only are they advertising, but they're getting extra advertising because of this. Uh, Brahim and Hanna are saying they're turning our honorable bus drivers into smut peddlers. Uh Uh-oh. And we have some honorable bus driver friends. We do. We do. Now they're just smut peddlers. Smut peddlers. (laughs) (laughs) Smut peddler. (laughs) All right. Here's a random story. A British man has shared a story about how him and his girlfriend flew to Belfast for a show that they thought was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He bought her tickets for Valentine's Day. However, they should have read it more closely because he flew all the way there from England for what he thought was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But instead, he realized that the tickets were for the Red Hot Chili Pipers, which is a a bagpipe cover band, a bagpipe cover band. Which is the best name for a bagpipe cover band. Red Hot Chili Pipers. The Red Hot Chili Pipers. He was very excited when he clicked on the link and got a really close-up ticket for what I (laughs) thought was a bargain. Wow, what do you know? I thought, oh, gee, there must not be many tickets left, and I snatched them up right away. I saw the date was on February 10th, so I could make it into a Valentine's Day weekend and impress my lady. Uh, he said he gave the tickets. I mean, I'd to his way girlfriend. rather see the Red Hot Chili Pipers than the Chili Peppers. A thousand times over, I would rather see the Pipers than the Peppers. Uh, he said, fast forward a month and we got the actual tickets uh, through the post uh, through the post office. Um, I didn't notice my mistake. It was only Wednesday, the Wednesday before, and my girlfriend wanted to know who was the supporting band. She couldn't find anything about the Red Hot Chili Peppers performing in <laughs> Belfast. That's when they noticed that the word was Pipers and not Peppers. Wait a minute. Well, we just had to laugh about it. What was there to do with the only saving grace? Was that These we found out three awesome. days before. Yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah. Yeah. 
Who knew that was a thing? I don't know. I want to see them, though. All right, so there's some holidays. So I'm going to have a couple stories about, I don't know, something that's happening today. I'm not quite sure. You know a wonderful present for this holiday? Tell me. Valentine's Day. Tell me. Is to buy your friend or lover or enemy a ticket to the Fun Employment Radio Experience. Oh, my gosh, because you're buying them a ticket not only to a movie, but to live entertainment as well. What better way to celebrate love or to bury the hatchet with an old enemy than by doing it together? Awesome hatchet burying. At Fun Employment Radio. You know, it's going to be dark in there. Experience. There could be some hanky-panky, I'm sure. I don't, is there going to be? Well, you know, we're not we're not the moral police here. This isn't a schoolhouse that we're going to. So. I mean, there are some titillating scenes in this movie. There, there, there are. That's true. There are some risque scenes. I mean, yes. A little bit of risque in there. They're boobs. And a butt. And a butt. <laughs> Spoilers! Uh, Sorry. We'll bleep that out. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So I know that you watched this because I did. We Have you watched the new season of Black Mirror? Yes. Uh, do you remember the episode? I watch it as soon as it comes out anytime. Do you remember the episode Hang the DJ? Um, now, basically the premise of this episode... No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. No, it's just it, this is written this in the premise. I'm not saying in which a dating service known as Coach determines the length of oh, couples' relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. For Valentine's Day, Black Mirror has put out a website that you can go on with your significant other and click the button to see how long your relationship is going to last. Hmm. They made the button from it. <laughs> so if you do this, you go to coach.dating. There's the button. So if you've seen Hang the DJ, you know what this is. So you can click on it. It says, trying to find out if your partner is the ultimate match. Put your trust in the system. Greg, we're going to do this right now. Don't you both have to click it at the same yeah, time? Yeah, so what, I, so what it does is, uh, so you click it, and then it sends you a link, and then you send that to your partner. And then what they do is they open, and then you both have to click it at the same time in okay. order to make it work. Did you send me a link? Here, I'm trying, but I think, I think now every single person on Earth who has seen Black Mirror... I'm sorry, we can't do this at the moment. Yeah. So everyone's doing that. So uh, later well, on, we failed. should do this. Boy. I know. It was working was earlier. Got one. You did? Yeah. All right. Send it to me. Okay. All right. So real did. time. We're making this happen here. This is happening, everybody. So okay. uh, what this does basically is that's an expiration date for how long it says that your relationship is going to last. All right. So here we go. So Greg just sent this to me. This is our working relationship. Hopefully it's forever, Greg. Greg. Uh, I don't know if it worked. Oh, it says oh, okay. Did you click the button? No, hang on. It's saying internal. Stuff. This is really just a, this is a real clunker of a. You know, I'm sorry. I tried. I thought it would be entertaining. And it was working like 10 minutes ago. Uh-huh. And then Greg, uh-huh. of course, Greg touches it and everything goes to crap. Click start to indicate you're ready. Okay, I'm wet. I'm ready. You have to. Oh, wait, hit, there it is. All right. You have to hit start. Okay, we're waiting here. There's a round black button that you click, and and uh, it says start over connection lost. Yeah, I think there's too many people on this thing. Yeah, well, because it's a genius marketing yeah. campaign for them. Well, okay. It says I have to start over. All right, well, great. That really went smoothly. Yeah. Really excited Knocked that, that one I out decided of the park. to throw that one in. It was a sign of itself. Okay, let's just move on. All right, out of Louisville, Kentucky, fried chicken might not always equal romance, but KFC is hoping to change that. <laughs> The chicken chain, that's a fun word to say, chicken chain, hmm. is giving like away some necklace. scratch and sniff Valentine's Day cards today, featuring none other than Colonel Sanders and a few finger-licking phrases. Huh. 
Well, if you want to pick up one of these four cards, you'll have to order a $10 chicken share meal. Which I saw that when I was driving by the other day. It said $10 chicken share. And I was what does that mean? I don't know. I was like, do you buy chicken and then you share it? I like to share some chicken. Yeah, so if you buy a $10 chicken share meal, um, with that chicken, you can scratch and sniff KFC's 11 herbs and spices to show your, oh, Jesus, fuck, to show your honey and biscuits just how much you care. Each Valentine's Day card Mm. includes a love note such as, you have the secret recipe to my heart. Huh. Or, we're two peas in a chicken pot pie. Oh. And... You're the coal to my slaw. No, that's not a good one. All right, well, if you'd like to pick this up uh, and swing by KFC, get your $10 chicken chair meal, and they are free while supplies last. If you'd like to not get a scratch and sniff one, they're also available online. Everybody talking about their slaw is weird. The coal to my slaw? Yeah, my slaw. You're the coal to my slaw. Slaw's awkward. Yeah. All right, got a couple more stories. This is just a little one, but I felt like it was important to include it. Headline is, Drug smugglers busted using butt implants to smuggle cocaine. Authorities at Lisbon Airport in Portugal arrested a drug smuggler who tried to smuggle cocaine into the country by hiding it inside of butt implants not attached to him, but butt implants that he said were going to be put into him after he had finished his travels. How big a butt implant? Wait, he was promised butt implants? All right, no, so he was wearing the butt implants. Wait, wearing the butt? Are they butt-like enhancers? It says implants, but I think that they might be enhancers, Greg. Thanks for checking. Somebody doesn't know what they're talking about? It says the implants were attached to swimming trunks and filled with two pounds of cocaine, which could be broken down to about 5,000 individual portions of the drug. Good Lord, I can't even imagine how much money that is. The police also arrested, arrested a man at a nearby train station who they said was supposed to be buying the cocaine from the man's pants. <laughs> Those are some nice swim shorts you have on there. Well, did you Can know I that buy drug, what's inside? Did you know that drug possession is decriminalized in Portugal? Oh. However, drug trafficking yeah, is drug a trafficking crime, is as a crime and can land offenders in prison for up to 12 years. Yeah, that's different than... That's like this possession is, is decriminalized. Yeah, but, Sure. And finally, this story made me laugh. This is a long run on sentence, but it's worth it. A New York City-bound JetBlue flight had to be diverted to Washington, D.C. when a drunk woman flirtatiously touched a fellow passenger's head, cursed at others on the plane, threw snacks, busted out of handcuffs, and cried that nobody loves her. Wow. That's I thought I was a bad flyer. Well, this woman, whose name is Robin Dorothy Decor from New York City, was arrested after the midair rampage on the flight from the Dominican Republic to JFK International Airport that forced more than 100 fellow passengers to get off in Washington, <sighs> D.C. along with her. Gotta be pissed. All right, so here's what happened. According to the affidavit, Decor ordered two glasses of wine from a flight attendant during drink service. She drank both glasses, then according to, um, then ordered two not long of. Long after, according to other folks, uh, downing all four glasses of champagne Wait, in about 90 minutes. Tell me what she ordered again. What Two glasses she... of white wine. Okay. Oh, and then, excuse me, not champagne. And then she drank both of those, then ordered two more long after that, drinking all four. It looks basically like those mini bottles of wine, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. In about 90 minutes. She was drinking way more than that. 
Well, they think I don't think four glasses of wine is what did it. Yeah, no, I think she was. It, it comes to you come to find out she was drunk before she got on the plane. Yeah, yeah, it's a shock. Well, when the attendant told her she couldn't have any more after her four glasses in less than two hours, Decor began to curse loudly and yell. According to the affidavit, the attendant then noticed she was creepily touching the male passenger next to her, who appeared to be quite uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, she's not a terrible-looking lady. All right, so according to the document... Um, that makes it okay. The, the, the flight attendant asked if the man was okay, and he asked if he could move. So he moved the fellow passenger. I just pictured this poor guy shaking his head, no, no, I am not okay. I am not okay, please take her away. Well, uh, she uh, kindly moved the passenger that was being molested by the drunken lady, a move that angered Decor. <laughs> <laughs> then a doctor who was nice, offered to sit next to the woman and made it about five minutes before telling the attendant, I need to move, too. I'm out. I'm not sitting next to that psychotic. Whoa. A doctor. What was she doing? Is there video? Like, what was she saying? All right, so this is a a woman doctor. She said, um, the doctor told investigators that during the course of the five minutes that she lasted sitting next to the drunken Decor, Decor hugged her and cried about a family member. She also said that Decor's hugs were so tight that she was worried about being hurt and decided she needed to leave immediately and go back to her original seat. That's when the doctor, who later said the woman was acting, quote, like a caged animal, said Decor yelled, quote, you leave me like everyone leaves. Oh, oh, wow. It's just kind of sad, I know. Cursed and kicked the chair in front of her. Flight attendants then tried to give Decor extra snacks and a bottle of water to help her sober up. But the allegedly inconsolable passenger instead flung the water bottle and the snacks across the plane, screaming and crying in protest. Oh, boy. After that, attendants decided that uh, they'd had enough, and they tried to restrain the woman with plastic uh, handcuffs. While she initially resisted, but then relented, she cursed, I hate my life, and, quote, nobody loves me. And Yikes. then asked everyone to go away. Well, she managed to break out of the handcuffs after about five minutes. How? How did she break out of the handcuffs? Superhuman strength. I don't know. Like, Calling. <laughs> but seriously, okay, a drunk woman on a plane is able to break out of the handcuffs yeah, that, really that like the sky me... marshal puts on you or whatever? No, it doesn't sound like there was a sky marshal. Or here. whoever. Either way. I know. And that doesn't give me much hope. If, like, that does the plastic, not. If a drunken woman from New York can like break out of plastic handcuffs on a plane in five yeah, minutes, that that's... doesn't make me feel very secure. No, it does not. Well, she managed to bust out of the cuffs in less than five minutes, calling a flight attendant who tried to confront her a fucking asshole and kicking him in the leg. After that, another flight attendant was able to get her to calm down and re-restrain her. The crew then decided for the safety of the passengers, the flight needed to be diverted to Washington, D.C. Well... The woman passed out for the 20 final minutes of the flight, but they decided to land in Washington anyway. According to the affidavit, 144 passengers were on the flight. JetBlue issued each passenger aboard the plane a $150 voucher. While she is charged, uh, Decor, Lady Decor, what was her full name? Uh, Robin Dorothy Decor is charged with interfering with the flight crew. If she is convicted of the federal offense, she faces up to 20 years in jail. Oh, she doesn't deserve 20 years. No. Well, she's set to appear in court in Virginia this Friday. Uh, An attorney for the woman said that she was indeed drunk before she got on board. (laughs) Shocker. Shocker. What a great way to get free snacks, though. Greg, don't go that way to get free snacks. I mean... I do love the snacks. Now, what kind of snacks do they try it bringing? It does not say what kind that's... of snacks they were. Okay, now if they just brought her more like the peanuts or the... Pre- 
And just so you know, I just put a little sounder in there, and that is because our recorder apparently cut out while we were in the middle of that segment. Lucky us. Um, so, so you know you're listening to the podcast. No time has transpired for you. It's just all of a sudden we're talking differently. Well, about 15, 20 minutes has transpired for us. So we're going to hop back in. I think what I was talking about at this point you was— You were talking about snacks. You're oh, yeah, what kind of snacks? snacks. And we, I think we're both hungry at this point, too. Well, we are hungry. Like fantasizing about air, airplane snacks, what? which you know was a bad thing. Well, I'm just saying if it's the peanuts and, you know, stupid pretzels or something that they're bringing around, no. that's not enough for me to stop my tantrum. But if they were to bring around, you know, the fruit platter— <gasps> The cheese platter. The cheese platter. The cheese platter with the cheese and like the little crackers. And they give you that teeny, teeny, itty bitty piece of brie. But yes. it's like the best thing that you've ever tasted. Yes. So much flavor. A hundred percent. Those or like the, um, oh man, what are some of the other really good ones? Like the the meat plane with like the dried fruit and, and dried like jerky Ew. and stuff on it. I don't, really, don't want to eat salami. dried fruit on a plane. Everything's oh, so like dried out anyway. Dried mango? Heck yeah. Oh, that would get me a, to calm down. I am not a big dried fruit person. I would definitely calm down if that like, happened. I like the fruit leather, but like anything that's like the dried apricots or something. Oh, it just, delicious. I like my fruit juicy. I don't like it all like leathery and chewy. I like it leathery and dry and chewy. And no. It's like it's been out in the sun for like... A week. I like those old, you know, like the flat, like fruit leather ones. Oh, yeah, those are good, too. You can't tell, like, what it used to be. Fruit Loops? Oh, I don't... No, not Fruit Loops. Fruit Roll-Ups. Fruit... That's what I'm trying to think of. Fruit Fruit Roll-Ups. There isn't any real fruit in Fruit Roll-Ups. Sure there is. They're made with real fruit in Mm -hmm. some way, shape, or form. Sure. Well, anyway... Real snacks, I would stop my um, thing. I mean, but otherwise. So the chance would be like, ooh, smoked meats. Never okay. mind. I'm calming down. Yeah. Otherwise, I could just sit there and yell like, nobody loves me. And just keep the, doing that over and over. And that's how I'll get snacks. So when we go to Alaska, that's what I'm going to do. Please don't. Because, my God, I'm going to be on the plane next to you. And then we'll, we'll get free snacks, sir. Craig, but then you're going to have to. Well, then you're going to be in the plastic handcuffs. All right. Well, we've had multiple issues with the recording. We're going to end the show right there. But I do want to say thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And, of course, you can always go to funemploymentradio.com slash experience and pick up tickets to go see us live. Oh my gosh, we're that would so be looking awesome. forward to it. And um, we are going to be playing a movie, of course, doing our live commentary. And it's going to be such a fun day and we want to spend it with you. So if you go um, to funemploymentradio.com slash experience, pick up your tickets. Also, this one's a big deal because we have paired up with the Portland Mercury this time around. And they kind of have our backs on this one and we want to impress them because they believe in us. And in order for them to believe in us, we want to have a successful event. So even if you're thinking about, oh, I don't know if I should go or shouldn't go, we would greatly appreciate it if you decided to come. come Plus, on you can down. do something later in the evening anyway. It's early in the day. Come have some laughs. Watch a movie. Watch my dream come true because this movie is one of my favorite things in the world. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's and that's be the amazing. bottom line is have fun on a, on a Saturday afternoon yes. and, and hang out with us. That would be awesome. So funemploymentradio.com slash experience. Uh, go there and pick up your tickets now. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Tomorrow on the show, 930 a.m. Pacific time, we're going to be joined by Greg Barrett. Oh, the wonderful Greg Barrett. The stylish Greg Barrett. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if you're a live subscriber, six ninety nine a month, the first week is free. You get to tune in and listen to Greg live. You can chat along. If you have questions, we'll ask him those questions. So join us at 930 a.m. Pacific for you live subscribers for Greg Barrett. Then we'll be back again live at 11 a.m. And then the podcast will go up later tomorrow. So you'll you'll get it at some point. The podcast will definitely be up. And we do awesome. appreciate you listening to the show. Yes, we so love you. Feel free to share. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those things. And we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Welcome. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.